0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden,
1: Colorado. And again, by Benning. Darnell Nurse left into the corner. Gets up center. Perry! Stewart! Corey Perry! William oh, able to shake away from
2: Salani and away to Hey
0: everybody, Ducks fans! We are back to talk about the eighth straight loss, and that's it. That's all. That's that's a, that's a show for tonight, everyone. Right. Uh, Good night. It was great
2: <laughs> talking to both of you from across the pond. Not really,
0: but that uh, that that game tonight, boys, was brutal. The Ducks fall to the Edmont- Edmonton Oilers four nothing and was probably the softest performance defensively I've seen from this team in quite some time. And that's saying something considering they're on an eight-game losing streak. But uh, I'm Patrick, and we got Eddie and Jay joining on the show tonight. So we're all three here, and we all watched that game entirely, just for you guys, so we could talk about this here. Um, So how are you guys doing? You feeling good?
1: (laughs) No, no. I took an early bus to get home to watch this game, and uh, not... uh... (sighs) Not a fun one to have to get home early to watch.
2: No, no offense, but you just sounded like uh, that one parent from the original Mighty Ducks movie. This is what I gave up my overtime for: watch my kids <laughs> taking dives. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, no that 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 was a, that was a rough one. I, I felt about halfway through the game, and I'm like, "Don't I have to keep watching?" I guess I guess I have to.
0: <laughs> well, you no, know, what a what a way to put uh, a cherry on top of Cam Fowler's return to the lineup, nonetheless, right? Uh, Ducks just couldn't get anything together. This first period was awful. Um, but before we get there, a few strange things happened. Um, in the lineup, the, you know, Randy Carlisle searching for answers here. Puts the little line blender together with Cam Fowler coming back in. Puts Andre Kasha on the top line that I kind of thought was going to happen. And I know that we talked about it in the past couple of shows, guys. And it was like, nah, he's not going to do that. Because, you know, I mean, Henrique and Richie and Kasha have been fire together. Puts uh, Kasha up on top with A. Berg to start the night. Um, And then the big one was they sat Jacob Larson. I I don't understand that. I mean, they they keep Andy Walensky up and Josh Mahurad. um, And then Fowler and Manson together. And then they put Montour and Lindholm together. But why scratch Jacob Larson, who I don't think has been all that bad during this stretch. Um, He's played a ton of games. And in, in favor of two guys that I think have actually looked suspect in this current streak. So what are your guys' feelings on the starting
1: lineup? Um, I, I mean, the four group, I, I guess you're trying to search for something when the ducks can't score any goals at all. Um, we've seen Andre cash at work with Ryan Getzlap before. So that, I mean, that makes sense. And then some minimal changes up front. Uh, but yeah, I think it was weird bringing out Jakob Larson. Uh, we had the, the flurry of moves down to the goals today. I think it was street dodging and somebody else got sent down as well. And, uh, And then uh, Mahura playing over Larson, I think, is the the suspect one for me. Um, I guess they wanted to go with three righties, and that's why Walensky plays, because Dodson gets sent down. Um, But I probably would have went with Larson, just if you're you're looking at a team who has such offensive powerhouses up front, like Connor McDavid and John Hopkins has played really well, and, and Drysaddle was on Connor McDavid's line today as well maybe you go with the two-way more responsible guy in Jakob larson than uh josh Mahura, who lately has got caught up the ice a couple times
2: yeah uh yeah i think uh between kasha and uh sprong uh i mean you can kind of throw one in the other just see who's hitting a little bit more and uh i was really optimistic that kasha would end up working out he got a lot of good looks through through most of the game and especially early on uh when he was on that line uh, It just didn't quite pan out but i felt like kind of wherever you put him it's going to work it was a little surprising but at some point whatever was working isn't working you got to try and find something to you know just kick the offense because the defense really hasn't been the problem it's it's been the lack of offense and that continued tonight
0: yeah, I mean, but this is an Oilers team that's not been playing well. So I have kind of felt like maybe the, the, the lineup should have st- kind of stayed put um, and to see how it went. And then maybe you got to mix things up as you go. I, I mean, sitting Larson just didn't sit well with me at all. I, I wasn't happy with Walensky-Mahura last game whatsoever. So it was just strange to me. Um, I don't know. I, I, anyway, we got to get to this shit show that happened in the first period because... <laughs> I mean, the broadcast like to talk up how well they thought the Ducks were playing uh, because the shots on goal metrics looked good. But that net front presence was just god-awful. And it's really unfortunate because the Ducks, out the gate for several minutes, controlled play, um, got in tight on Cam Talbot and put some shots on net. Looked a little dangerous here and there. But um, it wouldn't take long. And, of course, <laughs> why wouldn't it be... <laughs> Jesus to score the first damn goal of the night from below the goal line. Uh, with a guy stick checking him rather than burying him in front of the net. Gibby can't uh, Gibby's posted up. Puck still squeaks by from the side of the net there. And also the Ducks are down one nothing thanks to Connor because the Ducks don't want to uh they would rather play tag than uh, play hockey tonight.
1: Yeah against the best player in the national <laughs> hockey league God, one of Matthews. the best i agree yeah but <laughs> no you, you can't you can't do that with with Connor mcdavid you can't uh loosely try and check him you can't half-ass it you have to go 100 percent against him you got to clear him out of the crease and you know it, he made them pay in on this one he can put the puck in the net from anywhere and he banks in and off john gibson because he's given just a little bit of space to make something happen and that's really all he needs is that tiny bit of space to put the puck in, in the back of the net. And, and he does. And I felt a little bit at fault for having the for everybody star, 3 stars third question of, is Conor McDavid going to have a multi-point night? I don't even know if he did, honestly. I he did not. He only had line. that goal. But I, I early on, <laughs> he, he scores in the first period. I thought he was going to go off and, and get a hat-trick or something.
2: Yeah, that blows for John Gibson because his glove is on the inside of the post if his glove's on the outside of the post, it hits him in the glove and there's no way it goes in. The unfortunate part is that he has to try and reach because he had to reach once with the leg pad, twice with the glove, trying to just hold that post and you just get whatever you can as close to the post. Unfortunately, his glove actually goes inside of the post and if it's outside of the post, it can hit him where it did, which was the palm, and then out. Unfortunately, it hits him in the palm because he's on the inside. That ricochets right into the net and he's he's kind of screwed. He he probably wishes he had on the outside, but he probably also wishes McJesus didn't have three cracks at it.
0: Well, you got to clear the front of the net. I I don't know what the the hell's going on here. I just, I I don't, I don't get it. When you're facing like, like you guys are saying, the best player on the planet, um, for most people, uh, most sane people would pick him as the best player on the planet. (laughs) Barely over Matthews. I get it. I know. I know. Uh, just that (laughs) slight little, that slight little thing we talked about (laughs) a few days ago. Um, Honestly, I don't understand what's going on here. You don't want to bury the guy like Campus Lindholm did and practically kill him in a corner, which we'll talk about later in tonight's game, uh, which social media went on fire about. But uh, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a dangerous play. I'm <laughs> David, of course. So, we got it, no, we got to we got to keep this train rolling here cuz not a lot of excitement <laughs> to get along, but uh, lots of turnovers and rebounds given up by Edmonton, but the Ducks can't seem to cash in. Cam Talbot, I mean, yeah, he got a shutout, but guys, he didn't do anything remarkable. He had one save uh, later in the game, and that I yeah. thought was outstanding, but it was kind of like they mm. shot it into his glove type of save, the old, oh, look what I found save that goalies do when they try to look special at one but, um, mm. and want attention, but now we got to talk about another thing that happened in front <laughs> of the net, and that was uh, Jesse Pulley RV in front is allowed... To get off a no-look backhand that somehow finds a hole in Gibby as Gibby's lifting his leg up, which I'm not sure. This is the one I felt Gibby should have kind of had. I get the backhand issues kind of, uh, you know, goalies don't know where it's going. But Cam Fowler and Josh Manson would rather just hug a guy than tie his stick up, would not knock him on his ass. Just would rather just let the guy do what he wants in front of Gibson because that's what they do tonight. And now we're looking at a 2 nothing deficit. And I don't know, guys. That's just that's sad. That's soft. That's really soft.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the way the, the game kind of played. It was like lots of good things the Ducks were kind of doing that really weren't working out. And then when it came back in their own end, all, all of a sudden they played extra soft. And it came back to bite him in the ass. That one sucks. The one thing Gibby's done differently this year than most goalies and it's not something that you really taught is the fact that he actually brings up whatever side he thinks the shot's going on he brings up his knee so he doesn't go in like full butterfly where the knee is down and the legs and the, the it's a flat surface he kind of brings it a little bit up and he tries to bring that and he tries to have the stick down and uh, I think he just read that particular backhand wrong and that's really easy to do because if someone's got their backhand and is like this, it could easily go top shelf. They go like this, it hits off just the heel, and it never leaves the ice. Mm. So they've got all that room from top to bottom that a goalie's got to pick up, and he thought high, it went low, the stick wasn't in the right spot, and it kind of got caught there. But at the same time, you get the, the, that's a backhand shot, you know, turn around right in front of the net. That's a rough one for a goalie to pick up.
1: It's, yeah, you can't really blame John Gibson too much on that one. The fact that Piliarvi again, he's the only guy in front of the net, and Cam Fowler and Josh Menzid are both there, uh, and he's still able to spin around and get a backhander on net. Wasn't a lot of power behind it, but the fact that he's even able to get a shot off when he's supposed to be man-marked there by two guys, and they weren't able to do anything, and this is supposed to be one of the Ducks' best pairings that you're throwing out now that Cam Fowler's back, and you've got a guy who you most of us consider probably the second best defensive defenseman on this team in Josh Manson behind Hampus Lindholm. And he a guy who pr- shouldn't get pushed off the puck by pretty much anybody, uh, let alone Jesse Pugliarvi who, you know, he's a, a tall kid, but he's not necessarily a big physical kid either. So uh, that's one he'll want back. Josh Manson hasn't looked great all season and he's kind of been suspect on, on a couple plays similar to that before. Uh, but I, I mean, you, you look at the final score and it doesn't uh, do justice to how the Ducks played in this game. They had a, a couple defensive lapses in front of the net uh, that the Oilers made them pay on, but it wasn't a typical four nothing type game.
0: They can't beat an eight hundred goalie.
2: <laughs> nope, he's so Are, uh, good,
0: insane. His they showed his <laughs> they showed his his stupid stats tonight for the past three seasons. <laughs> yep. I couldn't believe it. And then Josh Manson, where was he with all this physical stuff going on? Why is Nick Ritchie? going after people, and Manson's not involved. Gatslov's trying to go after people. Where is Josh Manson, the guy who always has a fire lit up his ass when it gets physical? Uh, you didn't see him anywhere, and i got to talk about this because uh, in this in this period, it got weird. Henrik and Dreisaitl were kind of cross-checking each other at the blue line. Henrik took a couple of shots in the back, turns around, gives one to Dreisaitl, and then they're both standing there talking. Darnell Nurse comes flying in like a bat out of hell, and that is a big dude. And just bowls over Henrik. Richie tries to get him to go. Of course, no one wants to go because the Oilers are up. What are you going to do? You're not going to cause a fight and get momentum swung the other way. Uh, And then at the end of it, it's five on Ethic five, which also I don't understand that either. Some people speculated online just because Richie comes in with a stick high, gets Darnell Nurse, it's a rough, okay, whatever. But uh, none of these guys should be having to stand up for themselves when they're named Adam Henrik or... Andre Kasha or Cam Fowler. Like, we know who the tough guys are. And there's just no toughness that was really shown tonight outside of Nick Richie, And it was, it's just disappointing um, when you see a guy get taken advantage of like that.
2: Yeah. In that particular case, though, Adam had Henrique, Rick- in my opinion, had a bug up his ass. He was pissed this game. He was he was in the mix on multiple other yeah, instances he, he, where, he, where he was kind of effing around with other guys. He was trying to push and pull and that sort of deal. He didn't expect Darnell Nurse to come blindside him. So I can completely understand the frustration from that aspect. I can understand Richie coming in and being like, hey, what the, what the hell are you doing? I mean, he grabs him. I, I can't believe that all gets kind of washed out just because Nick Ricci's like, dude, you just hit an unsuspecting player who's engaged with somebody else who just blindsided them, and I'm going to come and tell you you can't do that. And now they, they're both in the penalty box. It just, we didn't get our money's worth on that one, but once again, this whole game was not just because the the Ducks sucked defensively or couldn't stand up for each other. It just, it was just a game that wasn't meant to be.
1: Darnell Nurse was pissed off for most of this game, too. Yeah. He seemed to be involved in pretty much everything when he was on the ice. Whether Most of the, the physical stuff after the whistle was him, usually. And <laughs> not like, I mean, Adam Henrique wasn't <laughs> or going after a guy who couldn't handle his own. He was going after Leon Dreisaitl. And yeah. Darnell Nurse still felt like he had to come in and defend one of his top players, something that we haven't really seen from any of the Ducks players or the guys who's, who are considered to be in that role, like Josh Manson or or Nick Ritchie, the guys who are supposed to stick up for the top players. I mean, we all know Ryan Getzlaff can stick up for himself, um, but, you know, you don't want him necessarily getting involved in that type of stuff, and that's why you have guys like Nick Ritchie and Josh Manson and others who are supposed to get involved in that and and kind of take that away from Ryan Getzlaff so he doesn't have to do that, so he can focus on what he's best at, which is passing the puck to guys to put it in the back of the net. So... We haven't seen that. I, I I hate you know when people say oh I, it's a new NHL. We don't see any toughness anymore. We don't see any any grit or whatever you want to say. But um, the Ducks are missing a little bit of an edge. I think that they've had before, and teams are taking advantage of it because they're used to seeing it.
2: Yeah, it, it it's also going to be tough because I mean who, who else are you going to put in there? You're going to put a Zach Cassie in and put him on the top line. That's not. It's not going to work for the Ducks because, I mean, we're going to nitpick the fact that that dude's there and not really contributing. So, I mean, you're going to have that guy on the the fourth line. You're not going to have him necessarily on the second line helping Adam Henrique out. So, you know, it sucks a little bit, but at the same time, it's, you know, pick your poison. It's either you're going to get roughed up every now and again and not have someone to really answer the bell necessarily every time. Or are you going to have hopefully four lines that are going to maybe contribute some offense? Right now, nothing's happening for the Ducks.
0: And it all started. I, I'm going to answer Gordon Bombay's question. It all started because it was a, a a one more whack and it hit Cam Talbot's glove by Adam Henrique prior to this other to this shift. It was a shift prior where Henrique comes in with one final whack on the glove. Everyone goes nuts in front of the net for literally no reason at all. It doesn't hurt the goalie. People don't get that <laughs> that that glove is so incredibly padded. That kind of whack is not going to hurt a goalie. I don't care what you say. It was not a, okay. it wasn't a All chop. Right. It was a swat at the front on the ice. No one chopped All him, right. so that's All BS. Right. Well, if,
2: if it comes if it comes down on the back, there there's no protection for goalie. There's nothing If it's here, fine. if it's here, maybe he might stub a finger, but the really delicate pinky one, oh, that's the worst.
0: It, he was fine. Talbot didn't even react. <laughs> um, so we got to get moving along here. Ducks go to the power play. Uh, after Kessler gets high sticked here uh, down the line. And so you figure the Ducks would get the advantage, maybe get some plays. But no, I mean, you got to give up a shorthanded <laughs> goal here. as uh, And it would go to Brodziak, of all people. Shorthanded, an awful goal. Ryan Nugent Hopkins intercepts the pass at the blue line. Um, pretty much a 2 on 2 rush. But uh, no
2: one stays with Brodziak.
0: <laughs> Why would you? Well, <laughs> Nugent Hopkins gets yeah, the puck, all, goes so, to fire.
2: All, so you're on, you're on the power play, and that was Getzloff and I think yeah. was the one. The Fowler's like, "Hey, take this guy." Kind of does, and then everyone just kind of ends up like you just see Getzloff just keeps skating back. He doesn't know. Oh yeah, stop, go back to the middle. I gotta Still, you need to
0: Getzloff protect the down. slot, and you can't leave Gibby alone. No, no and He who was who left is. alone I again. Mean,
2: left I alone just think again. He was just lost in, in in what it was. He thought maybe it was a shot, save, turnover. Now we got to go offense. I mean, that's what happens when you only have one defenseman kind of who's just now getting back into it in Cam Fowler uh, on that shorthanded rush. I mean, it just it sucks and you hope hope you do it right, but at the same time, you can't expect gets to be expert defenseman i need to be here on a shorthanded, short-handed play goals play, were lazy goals
0: those are lazy yeah. lazy goals it was a
2: horrible turnover i'll give you that it was maybe a horrible hey camp fowler says hey Ryan guess what? you go get that guy who's already in front of you
0: i don't know
1: how do, how do yeah, you feel it, about it doesn't that? matter if it's if it's kyle brodziak or Conor McDavid. david there's no excuse for leaving a guy open in, in a prime scoring position like that and uh, well, again it wasn't really a great goal but Cal Brodgex left by himself and he's able to squeak one past John Gibson Uh and again we, we see people blaming Gibson for that one uh, like we did for the goal prior to that and and I, I don't really know how it's his fault at that point when you're looking at a <laughs> turnover that was horrible that we already talked about and then the fact that Kyle Brodgex just left wide open to pretty much do whatever he's wanted and pick a spot so I mean, it's it's indisputable. Like you said, it's lazy. It's a lazy play when you let, you let up a shorthanded goal, uh, and it's again, it's not one of their top players, which it makes it even worse that nobody was marking him.
0: And this is a bad a- team. Oilers are not a good yeah. team.
1: It's yeah. not like the Lightning get a shorthanded rush
0: and score. And you're like, well, Kucherov's got a billion points this season. Makes sense that you know they'd be able to take advantage of this Ducks team that's playing like crap. This is a horrible team. The Oilers are worse than Anaheim this year. Um, and so to see them go up 3 nothing at the end of the first period is honestly just brutal. Uh, let's just hop over here to the second, and then we'll wrap the game at this point, honestly. Because uh, <laughs> it was that bad. The Ducks but the unable... the second
2: period wasn't that bad. Uh, I mean,
0: okay, we're going to get to that. Goal.
2: I, I feel like they had like 10 full-on minutes where they were a legit <sighs> better team, just... I, 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 how many uh, icings did Edmonton have? There's zero shots for Look, a long time.
0: I, I get that you're keeping the puck out of your zone, and the Oilers aren't yeah. getting grade-A chances over and over again, but if you're not scoring on the other end to make up for your lapses in the first period, you're going to lose the game, obviously. So on, on the second period, the Ducks give up uh, pretty much a halfway breakaway to Sidle, Gibby makes a save, and then the Oilers would score. Dreisaitl gets denied. Comes back and scores. This one's really unfortunate. Luci starts Lucic. the whole play. Comes yeah. in and just absolutely buries Brandon Montour in the corner. The puck deflects back out in front. Montour gives it away. And then the shot comes, gets deflected in front again. And Settles just standing alone on the slot pretty much. The puck, it was unexpected. This was the unfortunate goal of the game. It goes in and all of a sudden it's 4 nothing. And then of course, you know, big tough... Milan Lucic, who by the way I really like back in the day, I like the guy. Skates by Brandon Montour, who's obviously upset, threw his head up to the air. Comes by and trash talks. Trash talks, Monty. Monty turns on and shoves him and says something.
2: Barely, barely a shove.
0: Barely, no. But then Monty grabs him and puts him in a headlock and then Lucci's like, well, well
2: no, once Lucci's coming yo, back, well, then he pulls yeah, him. Yeah. I'm, like, well, I'm not going to get sucker punched by some Cro-Magnum fuck.
0: Yeah, so then the gorilla <laughs> just decides that he weighs, he's like, oh yeah, I weigh 700 pounds uh, compared to I'm just going to Montour, on just lay on you oh, with my I'm yeah. digging your visor into your head, so I'll cut you open there. Uh, yeah. you know, getsloff goes over and grabs Tripside and laughs at him. And That's like That's it. That's all we can do. Now. This should have been a line brawl, right? Nah, it does not in today's no. game. It no. <laughs> doesn't happen anymore. That's the closest yeah. you get now. I think we yeah, all right? are on board with the fact that like we wanted to see fights because we were so upset by this game. But in reality, like stepping outside of it, we all don't like that kind of crap because someone's getting hurt and it's like,
2: is that really necessary? It's like. There really wasn't a reason for it. This game really wasn't dirty. I mean, there was that little moment. And then other than that, it was fair I mean, it was fairly clean. There wasn't wasn't much about it. That the Edmonton they don't Oilers like got the Yeah, they don't. Just, yeah.
1: yeah. So a now a lot it's... of these guys are left over from that playoff series. So oh, yeah. The, yeah. they all they all don't like each other. And I feel like yeah. that that was why we saw so much chippiness after the whistle. But nothing really happened prior in any previous meetings between these guys, uh, this season or in this game, we've yeah, only had think, one other game. So yeah, so these guys just don't like each other.
2: They got two more games in Edmonton, so we'll see ooh, what happens.
1: There we go, right? And well, I mean, water and, and will, then plus there was will like be one
2: of our uh, watch
0: parties left. there was two hundred <laughs> McDavid fans in uh, Honda Center At least there was like ninety-seven jerseys everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then the play that kind of everyone's talking about online right now is uh, McDavid goes into the corner, initiates contact with Hampus Lindholm because he knows that Lindholm's on top of him. Lindholm kind of gets his helmet popped up, gives the short little cross check as McDavid goes into the corner McDavid, of all it doesn't matter, man. We all see these. We see these plays. It's in a dangerous area, dude, and oh, it puts McDavid in the boards. One.
2: You think it should have been a penalty?
0: Oh, it should have been a two-minute board, a hundred percent. And if McDavid's hurt, that's Ooh. that's further, hundred percent. You can't do that. You can't shove a guy in the back like that, going to the boards. It doesn't matter. They're going in at a high speed, and to me, it's a bad play. Oh. And it went, Oof. it went uncalled. And I, I'm, dude, I'm not asking for Lindholm's head. It probably should have been a penalty here. Um, and that's, that's, that's what's online right now. Everyone's And people are taking yeah. this way, way beyond a two-minute call. Holy hell. It's suspension-worthy. <laughs> it's it's all this stuff. Life, like yeah. it's, it's insane. No, I'm just saying <laughs> I, I agree with the fact that uh, it definitely was uh, worth a look to go to the box. Um, someone came You're over and tried to give Lindholm a hard for time for about it. it. And Lindholm's not going to fight. Give me a break. So yeah, okay. it went on and on from there. The game ends. Ducks uh we're going to skip the third period, boys, cuz nothing really of anything happened. Oh, other than Kessler hitting the post, he almost scored. That was like the big highlight and then Gibbons threw it to the glove. That's
1: been the big thing lately. Is he's almost scored. He's had chances. Oh. Wow wow, 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 wow.
2: You know what I say about wow. wow. Yeah,
0: there you go. That's lights <laughs> the CEO over in Dallas, you know, given yes. the uh given the Channel. old uh, the old talking to, right? You better play better than They're that. No excuses. From The old guy in Speaking charge, of which
1: Kylie Sagan's been lighting up since know, Jimmy right? down with injury. No,
0: well, hey, daddy came out you know and was like, know that guy's hey.
1: sitting there, and he's probably like, Yep, I did my job. Oh, of course, they he does. Well. now.
2: Oh, yeah, I know, right? The second they actually get a goal, he's like, I did that.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that was me. All
0: right, boys, anyway. so the game ends four nothing shots were 31 19 in favor. Or, oh, sorry. At the end, 39-24 in favor of Anaheim. At the end of that, I was looking at the end of uh, of the second period. But um, go
2: figure, Cam Tablet. He didn't even look out. that
0: good. He didn't even look that good. Um, so he had
2: he had a lot of easy shots. They they yeah. were just they he had a good lot of good looks. There wasn't much traffic in front. The Ducks missed that so so much.
0: So a couple of quick hits here that uh, yeah. were noticed. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, other obviously people online are also chirping about this as well but no ducks players interviewed tonight at all yeah. um during the intermissions which doesn't happen often i don't remember the last time it's happened i could even put a season how long it's been but yeah, uh they will they'll they'll,
2: they'll, they'll, it, they'll do it when they're being shot out like when they're not even close
0: I, dude i don't know what you're talking about no, i've never I, seen this no i
1: i think yeah, they'll yeah. do it when the pro- i think that it's a combination of things they're on a seven game losing streak they were down three nothing after the first period. No way you're going to get an interview from anybody at the end of the first. You're now down four nothing at the end of the second. The, none of those guys are going to come out of the locker room and want to do an interview at that point. Nobody's. It's, I'm gonna just saying do it's one. rare. I've like if, never if seen this. If they were like oh, 500 yeah, at this, rare. yeah, yeah, for sure. If they were 500 at this point and then they they were losing four nothing, like they hadn't lost seven before this, maybe you see somebody come out in the second and be like, well, "What are you guys going to do to get back in this game?" Something like that. But at this point, you're about to lose eight in a row. Longest losing streak of the season. Nobody's coming out of that dressing
2: room. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not going to put their players out like, hey, tell the whole fan base why we suck for the last two games of this one while we're on a seven-game losing streak.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: What are you you going to say to them at that point? Yeah, yeah. You you tell them how we're going to turn it around.
0: I mean, well, I mean, they should just interview John Gibson, right? Because I'm sure he would have played the sure same. They <laughs> should interview me. Well, you got to one skate in
2: front of the other. You know, put your head down, play your game.
0: Pucks on uh, – get the pucks in deep. Shots yeah, on pucks that. On,
1: pucks on then. Apparently he's Cam talked up. after the game.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Cam, he's got to talk after the game. It's his first game back. Speaking of yeah. Cam Fowler, guys, how do you feel like he did um, overall? Of course we're not happy that he was on the ice for two goals. It's his first game back, Sure but um I mean he missed 24 games it's a solid chunk of the season so I mean with respect to his uh you know his puck moving ability and his skating to me looked right on par where he was but yeah. um, it's hard to say that he's the only one who looked out of sorts on de- on defense tonight I would say Anaheim's defense as a whole was brutal mostly the yeah. second and third pairings
1: No for sure uh, Hampers Lindholm was to me probably the only one who looked. Decent or good in this game. Brandon Montour close second, uh, but Banson and, and Manson in particular didn't look great. That bottom pairing was was awful. Mm-hmm. They they weren't good. Not to say even bringing Jacob Larson in would have made that bottom pairing any better. But uh, Cam Fowler looked a step behind, which is you know you, you can kind of understand that the fact that he's missed so many games uh, and he's probably a little tentative to get involved too much after just destroying his face. Right. So it, it's, probably, it's probably a little bit uh, he's going to hold back a little bit, I think, for the first few games before he really gets going. But he didn't look awful. Um, you know, you, you kind of saw what you expect to see from Cam Fowler, uh, just maybe minus a little bit from him. But uh, over the next few games, he'll probably get back into it again, get a feel for it. But I, I think honestly, it'll take him, you know, eight to 10 games before he's really back and, and fully fit and ready to go. He missed a considerable amount of time that's hard to come come back from. Especially in the middle of the season,
0: yeah. Ray Ferrara said, "Sorry, Jay." Ray Ferraro said uh, when he talked about Neilander, it's two weeks when he was questioned. But two weeks for a guy to come back and feel comfortable in the NHL game,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you could tell that the Ducks' defense looked out of sorts, especially for the the first half of the game, where they were all kind of trying to figure out, all right, we're Cam's back, and and is over here, and Lindholm's over here, and Montour's over there, and then. Everything kind of changes a little bit. So They seem weak. The, the whole team on defense seemed like a, a C-plus at best, maybe C, and I know they could be doing better. Uh, they're passing um, not only from the defense. This is the problem I've had with the Ducks when they lose is you, you, count how many consecutive passes they can make from the defenseman who gets it up to the first forward that first forward making the next pass they can do three good passes they look great these guys when they struggle they can maybe get one if they're lucky too but usually it's like in the the feet or a guy who's going to get stopped so it just seemed once again this game was kind of like what's been happening is that those passes just aren't tape to tape or hitting somebody in stride where they can make something happen they're, they seem stuck their passing is is pretty bad recently
0: any uh any any other thing to add to that eddie about our passing i mean the ducks also had three power plays and didn't look great there either specialty teams isn't amazing but i would have to agree with you jay the passing has been pretty bad
1: are are you surprised the special teams hasn't looked great Uh, i mean it hasn't looked great all year the only times it's looked somewhat good uh, is lately with Daniel Sprong has looked like he's fit in pretty well. And that's the a second play. line. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's the second pairing. We we even talked about maybe that he should go up on the, on the first unit and see what he can do there. Or We, you know, for a long time said that Brandon Montour should be the trigger man on the power play. They haven't got to that. Maybe giving Daniel Sprong a look because he's got two power play goals recently would be something good to, to possibly do that. But no, th- their power play has looked awful all, all year. Uh, I'm I'm not too surprised that it wasn't great in this game. Even in, in the Oilers' penalty kills, isn't isn't great either. And they were missing Chris uh, Russell, who is a shot blocking machine and pretty much just that. And uh, he he's usually on their top penalty kill unit, so they were missing that. And the Ducks still couldn't do anything. Um, but yeah, the the passing at times, I think in this game, yeah, it it was, was kind of all over the place. But we we've seen that a lot recently where, I mean, the Ducks, they put up a lot of shots in this game, but they didn't get really that many quality scoring chances um, generated from all those shots. They had a couple ones where Cam Talbot had to make some good saves. Like you said, Kessler hit the post, but when you look at the amount of shots they had, uh, it wasn't indicative to the amount of scoring chances they had, and and it reminds me of how the Carolina Hurricanes have played all this season, where everybody's talked about what a good puck possession team they are, and they generate so much offense, yet they can't score any goals. And the Ducks kind of seemed to put in that type of effort tonight where on paper you look at if you don't look at the score you're like oh the Ducks should have won this game you know they they had most of the possession uh, they had some de- decent scoring chances here or there yet they put up no goals
0: well interesting note uh Gordon Bombay brought up in chat on this side he goes hey did I miss Brandon Montour wasn't on the power play I go to natural stat trick look at the uh five on four power play situations he saw one second of power play time. Lindholm with none. Josh Manson with none. Uh, the lion's share went to uh, Cam Fowler, Ryan Kessler with four minutes each. The other defenseman that played a bunch on the power play was uh, Josh Murrah. And that wow. and that's it. it. it's amazing to me. Why are you not playing Brandon Montour there? I don't understand Ryan I don't, Ryan the <laughs> I
1: don't <laughs> yeah. know why. I, I, I just still don't know why. I had a stroke that they're not going to
0: play their best offensive defenseman right now.
2: Yeah, they only play one defenseman on that top pair, and that's going to be Cam Fowler, apparently, right now. So, I mean, I think with Cam Fowler out, they probably put in uh, Montour, right? I would
0: hope so. I mean, why are you putting Mahura? Why are you not putting Brandon Montour there? That's I don't understand I, that either.
2: Yeah, yeah, on the second line. Yeah, I'm not, not quite sure, other than... You're was he in, in the a penalty a box right? for one of the power plays for him and Lucic going together? But no, everything evened out on that one.
1: Even if he was, I mean, he played one second. There, he wasn't. Uh, there's no way he was. Literally stepped on the ice after the
2: penalty ended.
1: That's exactly <laughs> yeah. all it was.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's
2: count it to zero.
0: <laughs> let's get to our questions because a lot of them have to do with the biggest news of the night, honestly, which is uh, uh, what did I eat?
2: <laughs> oh, it was good.
0: It was pizza. fire randy carlisle is now back in everyone's mm. feeds everywhere across social media social media thanks to kevin weeks from nhl network um <laughs> which uh, he doesn't Starting report the bogus stuff i mean he's not the type he's not a ken campbell yeah. guy um he's gonna come out to say some random ass <laughs> crap so, I mean honestly All this, right, is, this
2: slide against Ken Campbell. Got it. I
0: mean, Ken right. Campbell's a bit of a maniac. He's a bit of a <laughs> maniac. So that's what I gotta say about old Kenny there. But uh let's get to our questions. Um let's start with Well Norm has a bunch of them. So we'll start.
2: Oh, cheers.
0: <laughs> we'll start with him there. He says, Why don't we check more? There's the first question. Second one we used to play, we used to be a tough team. Why can't we just play hard, good hockey? What's with all the cutesy moves that backfire? <laughs> so essentially, what he's saying is, why do we suck? Um, because he also why likes we
1: play like we used to. Why, yeah, what, what, yeah. To why are why, why, why why yeah. we the old ducks? We why do, do we give up the, the
0: puck so way. easily? Why are we still passing so much? And why does it seem like players don't care anymore? I don't, I don't agree with the last one. I think players definitely care on this team. Um, I just feel like the coaching staff and systems are absolutely brutal. And with the type of talent on this team, you would think they'd be able to find a way to win. I, I don't understand why it's so hard for this team to beat the planets team when they come to town uh, with one and a half good players and they're playing on the same line. Or one and a half elite players. I wouldn't necessarily call Dryside elite. That's what I meant. He's like kind of, eh, eh. He's just... Hanging on to Oh my god. He's no, hanging so on to we'll McJesus's uh, we'll cape right there. About that later. So, you think Drive elite? Holy hell, we'll no, talk about that going, later. I guess we're going into it now. No, we're we can't. <laughs> Drive is not Literally an elite forward. No. Uh, you get paid that you get paid eight million dollars, you, you man your own elite. line. I think he's, No he's not. Alright, anyways. <laughs> moving, he is not good lord so answer and why are we playing not like we used to why are we not playing the ducks brand of hockey that we're used to seeing it, here, you
2: can't do it anymore you, you can't do necessarily the physical style of it where it's dump grind it out get it to the front and oh you got a problem all right hey peros get in here and start punching people it, it, it's it's not that he's talking about style. checking not really
0: fighting you know what i mean he's talking about playing a checking game. The Ducks always play on checking, the wall hard. Checking and,
2: and intimidation game. The, the Ducks don't really have that intimidation factor. You don't have uh, bigger guys anymore. I mean, some of our most uh, prolific uh, uh, point getters are Kasha and Raquel. You wouldn't really consider them top end where they're going to you know, get in your face. I mean, gessloff's there. He's a big bruiser. But other than that, on the back end, we're pretty light. And and on the fronts, we are too. I mean, we used to be a little bit more uh, in your face when we had the Getzloff and Kessler and Perry. That's just not the Ducks anymore. I mean, at this point, it's just, it's you know, we need, we need to be faster. We need to be able to try and score off of the rush, off of turnovers. And at this point, the Ducks are kind of stuck in between the old style and the new style, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, it, it just doesn't work to play that style that they used to play. It was a high-pressure four-check style where they would just grind you out along the boards after a, a kind of a dump-and-chase style, which we've seen them still try and play, at least utilizing the dump-and-chase part of it. Uh, but the four-check isn't there. There's, it's, it's a one-man four-check. The Ducks used to just push three forwards forward, and, and uh, they would just grind you out along the boards, and they'd just be a physically imposing team. And, and then they would work the cycle down low by using those big bodies on the, on the, on the boards on the side. So it just doesn't work. That that of hockey just doesn't work. Everybody in the West used to play that way, or, or the good teams in the West used to play that The Ducks were one of the best at it. They just didn't really have the personnel to keep up with some of the teams who were better than them. When you look at LA Kings and the Chicago Blackhawks, just the talent they had throughout the roster, not just the size but the skill, is why the Ducks couldn't get over that hump. Uh, but everybody's moved away from that. And you look at the three teams who did it the most successfully in, in Chicago, L.A., and Anaheim, and none of them are doing good this year uh, because I feel like they're struggling to move on to a different system with that same core. Uh, all three teams are struggling to do that. When you look at what what the core they had when they were successful, the Ducks still have that same core, probably the closest, I think, to transitioning into uh, a different type of style with a, a younger yeah. Uh, team moving forward and a lot of the older guys moving out uh, but you, you just can't win that way anymore And the Ducks haven't really found that new identity because they've had the same coach who used to win with that style uh, back even when he was with Toronto even when they were bad he used to try to implement that style on Toronto as well and he's, he's tried to bring it over and maybe shift it into the modern day it hasn't worked at all obviously the Ducks have been inconsistent all year when because like you said they have the talent to play well we saw that when they won nine of their their nine out of ten games i think it was a 12 out of 13 games where they were actually scoring goals and the talent was there and then there'll be times where the goal scoring dries up the system the flaws in the system come out the ducks had a seven game losing streak earlier this year now they're on an eight game losing streak really no signs of that ending anytime soon even with the Ottawa Senators coming to town who are on an eight-game losing streak of their own, normally you'd go into that game and you'd be like, oh, this is an easy win. Mm-hmm. But the way the Ducks have been playing, it could, it's anybody's game, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. So I think what you're trying to say to wrap this all up in one neat, perfect
0: bow, little bow. is it's Randy Carlisle's fault. And uh... that's, that's, that's my takeaway here. It's Bobby and, and Randy Carlisle, the systems that are implemented. It's almost like you wish Randy Carlisle had a history of playing really bad uh, when he was in charge of teams before the Ducks hired him. very strange that uh, he had no history of looking like a, like a really crappy coach before Bob Murray invited his best friend over for a job. Um, Jesus, that's like, unbelievable to me.
2: I feel like Bob Murray knows what will work and he's got a coach, unfortunately, in there that thinks defense, grinding, and just out, out hustling the team will, once again, win the day if you can do that. And I feel like uh, Bob Murray's like, listen, we need great defense. That's how it's going to work, but you can't play defense first. Uh, why he keeps thinking Carlisle's going to help him out, I don't know, because at this point I feel Carlisle's whole – philosophy is exhausted and obviously proven not to work it worked that one time uh 11 years ago and we're entering 12 years later and he's had pretty much zero success oh, since
0: then please i could have coached that team um <laughs> give me give me timu give me, t- give, me give me 90 point timu give me uh getzloff me and Corey Edna. perry in the beginning of their careers <laughs> lighten I it up not. Uh, how about how about a guy named uh, Scott Niedermeyer carrying the team? Two Niedermayers. You
2: didn't need one. You got it's two.
0: Unbelievable that <laughs> anyone gives any sort of credit to Randy Carlyle for winning a team or getting Relax. a team and letting him win a Stanley Cup. It's 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 so garbage. That's that's it ridiculous. Back there, He mean. did nothing. Uh, Clarissa <laughs> points out on Twitter: Rumbling's going on that the Ducks might see a coaching change soon after eight straight losses." and being shut up by the Oilers, do you think it actually happens? This is in line with Ricky Bradley, who says, Is Magical 8th game enough to send Carlisle out the door? It is strange that it's finally coming around to where uh, a prominent member of the media, um, uh, uh, someone who Kevin I really Weeks. enjoy watching on Angel Network, Kevin Weeks, comes up. He He's not that guy that just tweets random crap out that he hears. He must know something or, hear some, or heard something that's uh, inside somewhere. Um, otherwise
1: he's not he putting it out replacing Bob McKenzie? So, no, he's yeah, not see, an that, insider like that. That's the thing though. I, I that's mean, what I'm thinking. How many times do, do, do we hear Kevin Weeks name to say, oh, he's breaking news usually. Never. I mean this, I'm not saying he's wrong and he definitely is a respected member of the media, but I'm not yeah. getting my hopes up yet. Yeah. It's, it's a bit different from the last time when we heard nothing and it was just all speculation on our part, looking at other coaches getting fired and saying, how can the ducks not fire Randy Carla at this point? after losing seven games in a row. Now you're at eight, and now we've actually finally heard something. Um, I don't know what he's hearing. It was in the middle of the game, too, Mm -hmm. where he tweeted this out. Um, I'd love to know who the source was, obviously, and and find out what uh, information he had. Uh, A little bit vague, too, because he says, like, the near future – so whether that's, he's hearing that they're looking to fire <laughs> him an easy out, fight, Easy At the end of the week. You know, yeah, yeah, he, he's got a lot of leeway now. He, he didn't say that he's going to get fired tomorrow. He why said say he anything then? That?
0: That's why I feel yeah. like he yeah. has to have heard or known something. No, for
1: sure. I think he has. I just, uh, he, leave, he left it kind of open, I think on purpose. Because I, uh, I don't think it's set in stone yet. Like, for sure, he's getting fired, I think. No, and Maybe you got to remember, too, the
0: NHL's a real tight-knit group, these guys. They're not going to go out and root yeah. for a guy to lose his job. So, unless you no. knew 100%, he's not, he's not going to go out and give that answer. But in my opinion, I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Carlisle's got a seat, a seat in the press box or traveling for the team as a scout in some capacity. That that was talked about um, several, several months ago, I think with Eric Stevens. Or another uh, writer for uh, for the Register, or um, I can't remember the damn writer's name, but anyway, they had already talked about it. Oh, they the team team? It might have been but they talked about how Randy's already got a place in the organization after his uh, his coaching tenure's done with. So uh, I don't think they're uh, gonna fire
2: a, him. Yeah, no, that, at this point. Uh, it's. I mean, who are they getting? I mean, they could replace it with Quinville, but once again, they, oh they, hell
0: no! Oh my god!
2: Yeah, that's who the thing. That, who do they bring who they, in? Who they bring in, and they don't. And they they kind of got a an easy out, I guess. If you want to say, hey, listen, this year blew. we had so many injuries that we never saw coming. That was last year. Field, and it was so. I know, I know. it's every year. It's every year. The ducks are uh, almost always leading the league in man games lost due to injury or long term injury. I mean, it's just it's it's insane how much they have to go through. But, you know, at this point, it's like, well, listen, at the beginning of the season, if you look on paper, our roster was pretty good, at least good enough to get in the playoffs and go from there. And now we missed out on a whole bunch of people that we didn't anticipate missing out on, you know, Raquel uh, with uh, Lindholm being injured and uh, 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 Fowler being injured. It's just there's there's too many outs for Bob Murray not to get a little bit, uh, you know, to get a free pass. And unfortunately, Carlisle will, will just be kind of the casualty at the end of the season. I don't think it's before that. Well, the thing is, otherwise, that just Bob Murray, you know, uh, you know, Bob Murray would also be admitting a mistake. Oh, let's just get rid of him, bring somebody else in. You know, my my vision didn't work this time. Be like, listen, last two years. The first year we had and we went to the, the conference final last two years nothing but injuries we're screwed what are you gonna
1: what are you gonna do with us how do you how do you escape when a team that is supposed to or we thought was a playoff team how do you escape uh, two seven plus losing streaks in a season and not get fired middle of the season and, and the thing is the ducks like I said they're still in a playoff spot. And unless Minnesota capitalizes on the games they have on ha- in hand against the Ducks. Either way, the Ducks aren't going to be far out of a playoff spot, even if Minnesota does move into that final wild card, which is ridiculous when you've had two losing streaks of seven or more and you're still hanging on to a playoff spot. That tells you how bad the, the bottom part of the Western Conference has been. The but they're also that-
2: nine points out of being in the last place.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's it, a it's five-game losing
2: streak and everyone else winning.
1: Yeah, it's been a mess at the bottom uh, of the Western Conference. Teams like Vancouver maybe doing better than people thought. Arizona just kind of hanging around. Uh, Edmonton even just slightly hanging around, especially with that win tonight. They pick up points against the Ducks and and move a little bit closer to them. Uh, It's really you've got the very, very good teams in the West, and then you've got mediocre teams. There's like no middle ground. it's It's Nashville, Winnipeg, Calgary, San Jose, Vegas now lately. And then everybody else is is right below them.
0: Yeah, and it's like what you guys are saying: that who they're gonna bring in? You can't you can't pull. If you fire Randy Carlisle, you can't pull in Dallas Eakins off a red hot goals team. You can't. You're not gonna do that to those guys. Um, and then you gotta you gotta replace him at that point too. So they don't really have anyone that they could go to, and they're not gonna. They're not going to pay <laughs> Quinville to come to a garbage team right now and be like, hey, man, remember how you won a bunch of cups? you want to come to this team when you, were, you know, maybe thinking about retirement and take on a, a rebuild here? But uh, it's unfortunate because as much as you want to crush Randy Carlisle for the season, you kind of have to point fingers at Bob Murray because Bob Murray brought him back. Bob Murray signs a guy uh, like Kevin Bieksa. Uh, Bob Murray gives a ridiculous contract out. To, and I and I get it we didn't know he was gonna get injured but to Ryan Kessler at his age um it is, there's a number of questionable moves that Bob Murray has done and he refuses to go back on his mistakes he's not trading away guys um he's not uh, he's not firing his coach so I mean how long until we look at Bobby and go hey man we, we appreciate you draft well
1: and all but uh Anymore, nope, so there's, an there's nothing
0: going on, man. I know, right?
1: Yeah. So listen, I, I'm I'm fully behind the extension because we already talked about the fact that yep. the Ducks need to know who's going to be in charge for the Seattle expansion draft. I get that. Um, but you look at one probably the main reason, in some sense, I, I think a lot of people agree with this. Why the Ducks didn't get over the edge and make the Stanley Cup Finals is because they weren't willing to take that risk and go out and get that one piece they needed. They yep. never did it. They were too safe with their prospects, which I get. Sometimes you have to be. You don't know what you're going to be getting in return. But when you, you think of last year, they could have gone out and got Evander Kane. And look what he's done with, with San Jose. Not to say last year he would have pushed them over the edge. But look when the Ducks were, were actually going far in the playoffs, getting to the Western Conference Finals. They didn't go out and get that guy. That pushed him over the edge. And when there was a lot of guys available that might have done that, they went over and got James Wisniewski. Didn't play him. Give up pieces for him. They always went for the bargain. Of, of course, everybody knows the nickname in, in in bargain Bob. But that's one of the main reasons. And and eventually they'll we'll have to look at Bob Murray. But now he he signed an extension. He's here until the Seattle expansion draft. And I think that sets it up perfectly. For if the Ducks at that point want to look at a new direction, they're going to have a very young team with possibly a lot of these guys not here. When you look at the the core leadership of this team, we would assume Ryan Getzlaff gets a contract. We don't know because they could easily just move on from Getzlaff, Perry, and Kessler if they wanted to and have a completely new core players to work with.
2: Oh, poor Bob Murray.
0: Hey, I'm not saying fire the guy, but when are we going to point the finger? You know what I mean? We kind of people kind of do here and there, but it's it's uh, it's mostly on Randy, and he's kind of kind of play the cards he's been given, and he's not a great coach, but uh, this team is kind but of a mess. Did we
2: really have to have shit on uh, Bob Murray? He just hit a thousand games as a GM. He joined an elite club. Let's put up you a banner. Know. Let's How go the Predators the way.
0: Let's go the Predators way. Let's put up a banner. <laughs> hey, I I don't dislike Bob Murray, but uh, his 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 no, his unwillingness well, to make changes that are required. Orders
2: a coffee no, his able.
0: unwillingness to make changes is what bugs me the most. Um <laughs> Garrett asks, Do you guys think that uh Eve's ever plays again? That's a lot yes. of speculation. Um Wasn't I mean, he Recently? Who knows? I don't know. You don't hear
1: about him.
2: I, you hear about Ricardo? McCall. I, I, I heard. I heard he was skating,
1: dude. Or he was oh. at the
2: rink at least.
1: I mean, at the beginning of the season, we heard he was skating, and then it, it took him a long time to actually get ready get to back, come back and, then, and play.
2: And then the, yeah. and the one game, he, no
1: yeah,
2: yeah, not sure. This is last season, and you still have one more after this. Is one more after right? Um.
1: Uh, uh, Let's see. I want to say. I think he has one more. I think he has one more after this. I don't think any UFAs or anything at the end of the show. Yeah, I think, he's
2: got, I think he's got one more. I think games. they signed him for three, and last year was the first. This is the second.
0: Yeah, he's right. got one more year on his contract. I just looked it up. Um, Does
2: he ever play again? Yes.
0: I think he's played six games in one and I'm a half sure seasons. Again. So, I'm sure
1: he plays again at some point. But because I, I'm pretty sure the illness is behind him, is it not? Um, oh yeah, oh, it always a yeah. fake. Now illness.
0: it was a shoulder thing. He's got, <laughs> he's got all the guys had a rough two years, man.
2: Yeah, rough, yeah, rough, rough, rough two rough. years. A misdiagnosis. I won't call it a fake illness. It's not like he's like, oh, I'm sick, <laughs> can't play for a year. Thanks for my million, three million. It was mostly like, oh, hey, you have this, you have to really stop doing everything. And they're like, oh wait, no, you don't have that. They didn't, they didn't know what it was.
0: They didn't know what it was at the yeah, end of the they day.
2: They didn't know what it was, and then he got a shoulder injury.
0: So Chris has a good question, but it's it's a loaded one. So maybe uh, we, we pause on it until we get closer to the trade deadline because uh, he says, list and cover all the changes you would make in the offseason with this team. Coaching, <laughs> right, buyouts, dude. extensions, call-ups, and more. That's a lot. It's not it's not yeah, the same Chris no, he, you're thinking he, about. He, it's he, another she, Chris. He,
2: he says, oh, hey, you want questions? I'll give you one that'll take it's, eight hours to answer. Yeah, but yeah.
1: it's something Chris you talking about. In like about. a short summary a uh, <laughs> they probably sell Silverberg at the deadline, new coach next year, possibly buy a Ryan Kessler. That's the, the three the things biggies. I can see that happens. Uh, if you're looking at big things that can happen, those are probably three of the biggest things that they could do. And by, you're they gonna they see resign. like
0: next year you're probably gonna see Steele and Terry make the team. That's what yeah. I would I would also think Tom if you're looking Plot at has a well. hmm
1: but, they
2: resigned uh, Penner. Oh Jesus, Jason! We Jesus. Win, we win a cup. This is not Chris Smith that you're thinking
0: it is. It's another Chris. <laughs> oh, it's so a different Chris. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a different Chris, another man. Chris. I was like, no, no, no. That's no. It's not. It's not uh, the Chris likes to argue with us. This is actual.
2: Oh, the water was just like being a douche. That's what I thought it was. Sorry, no, it wasn't Sorry, him. Sorry, Chris.
0: <laughs> so uh, Keith on Instagram says, uh, <laughs> "What jersey will Silverberg look best in when he's traded?" Oh, that's a that's a sad question. I don't even know how to answer that. Well, because, he's got uh, he's got
1: he's got
2: like gray or blue eyes, right? So I think he'd look good in like Toronto or Tampa colors. <laughs> and does like he mean East like
1: coast. actually look best or like who did what team? No, he I, he's just
0: he's. With? I think he's being facetious here. I mean, obviously we are just wondering well, who, I mean,
2: who he thinks he we're going to looks trade him beautiful to. Beautiful in any jersey. Carolina could guys.
1: use them because they can't score any goals. They yeah, can always. Man, Silverberg can't scorer. score right now either. Really,
2: he can't score yeah. either. He's on our team, and we could use goal scoring.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom Walsh from uh, Facebook
0: says, "Do we even have a set plan or play in our power play? We just look lost when we're out there. Uh, the Ducks can't even bring it into the zone cleanly. That's been a problem all year. They still do that whole let's drop pass it at center ice and let a guy yeah, they do that on the first rush time. in. They do that almost every game, and the guy rushes in. Everyone's standing still. And then he's running into a line of players at the blue line. It's an awful decision in today's game. It's so obvious. It
2: works when you have a Raquel or a Kasha and a Getzloff. Whoever you're dropping it back to. Someone that can weave their way in. Because literally when you're moving in this way, it makes the defenseman and the forwards back up. And if you can drop it, now they all have to stop and have to re-guess where they're going to go. Are they going to be aggressive? I haven't, I haven't seen it back? successful.
0: I think it's a terrible strategy. It, it, it works strategy. for
2: easy entry. It doesn't work for the actual setup or how many shots get to the net. But at least get you in without having to fucking dump it all the way in the corner. Then hopefully you get it back. So I understand that. And they only do on the top line. The second line different. And the second lines have more success. I don't know. It's just...
1: It's brutal. Uh, Ricky, it's what Ricky has an update on uh, Patrick Eves. He said his goalie coach is the emergency backup goalie, and he's been skating with Eves Fowler and Raquel for the past three weeks. So Eves has been skating, it seems like, and he says that Eves uh, has also been skating and shooting the puck. I don't know how close he is, but at least he's been skating with Raquel and Fowler who were rehabbing and coming back from injury. So maybe he's close. I mean, obviously
2: and if it, and it's a the, shoulder yeah, injury and he's shooting, then that means there's at least some movement, some mobility. Uh, another, assume.
0: another question here says, um, <laughs> Nick Webb said, "Let's bring some positivity going on the show uh, to each guy on the show. What is the coolest moment in Ducks history you saw in person?" Oh, uh, so Eddie's been to three games. Eddie, what was your favorite?
1: this year obviously with uh, Paul Curry getting his jersey retired? I don't mm-hmm. have too many to pick from because I the only two games I've been to Anaheim for were big moments. It was the Stadium Series, and then this year with the jersey retirement. None of the games I went to in Toronto were memorable because the Ducks <laughs> lost all of them anyway, and they weren't big <laughs> games to begin with. So uh, easy easy for me because I only have two to pick from. So, Jay.
2: Uh, that would probably be uh, when I was uh, younger, and uh, I got to go to the very first Game 7 against uh, the Phoenix Coyotes at that time versus the Ducks. Game 7, we won 3-0, that was the first time uh, the Ducks won a uh, playoff round, first time we were in the playoffs. Uh, I screamed so loud I couldn't hear myself because everyone else was loud
0: so I'm going to go back to one of the coolest things I remember being. at This is back when uh, the tough guys were still in the league, early 2000s, maybe even late 90s here. But uh, Stu Grimson, Stu Grimson <laughs> mauled the same guy twice, Vandenbush. He fought three times yeah. that game, beat yeah. up Vandenbush, beat up another guy, <laughs> and then beat up Vandenbush so bad there was blood all over the ice. This is back when it was like, hey, we're going to go, we're going to go. And yeah, no man. one Shucks. ever messes with the Grim Reaper, and it just brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Aww. That was that was fun to watch. Uh, thankfully, Andy Bush is okay. I don't know if his nose was, <laughs> but uh, another one that I thought was cool uh, that I saw I was able to see in person. Obviously, being able to go to uh, to Tamu's retirement and to be able to and go to Korea's retirement would probably be those because I was not fortunate enough to be at the comeback on Catella or to be at the Stanley Cup. So obviously yeah. those would those would be the big ones that uh, I missed out on. So
2: Yeah, lot in Korea for me as well.
0: Yeah, those those seconds. were goodies. Um and then a, a funny one here, are the Ducks losing on purpose to get rid of our RC. That's from Lauren on Facebook. I thought that was a good one. Um, yeah. and then that yeah, lose for Hughes. Lose for Hughes, that was also lose, on here lose as Hughes. well. Joseph from uh, on Facebook says lose for Hughes, hire Gronborg, embrace <laughs> the tank. Um,
1: yeah, and some, some other teams have a to. big head start on them. So oh yeah, like exactly the Kings. The Kings have a large, head start. the Senators. So,
0: um, Gordon Bombay like asks like
1: said,
2: "We're only not, we're only nine points away from last in the West.
0: That's a long way to go, man."
2: That's five wins. A lot of teams like losing. Five losses. Yeah, I know. But
0: with this stage in the in the in uh, the season, it's hard to make yeah, up yeah, points like if that. You go either eight way, eight
2: losses it's very rare. You continue on for another five games, so I'm sure the the dogs will find their way to win. They're
0: not yeah, but other there. teams lose too. That already have a head start. Uh, Gordon Bombay asked, "Are we going to Scotty's retirement?" JC, are you going to Scotty's retirement?
2: Uh, when is that? It's February, right? Late February. It is 27? in February.
0: I think it's
2: the 27th. At
0: uh, the end of the month, right?
2: Uh, who's asking?
0: Oh, no, that's uh, Gordon Bombay and Chad asking if we're going to be at the game. So. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If he gives me a ticket, I'm there.
0: It's February 17th, <laughs> to be specific, against Washington. Um. Yeah, uh, I would love I, to go to I, that I game.
2: Don't curr- I don't currently have tickets, but I, I, I might find a way.
0: He's in the market. Uh, if anyone has freebies, Jason's a cheapskate and would love to go.
2: That's not true. I, I might, he would I might gladly have buy you beer if you I take it to the have game. A connection
0: to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think those are all the questions that uh, I was able to find here. If I missed some, I apologize. We had a ton of them. We appreciate that. But uh, we have a watch party coming up this upcoming Sunday against the Jets. So the Ducks have Ottawa, then they have Pittsburgh, and then they have the Jets, if I remember correctly. Um, it's
2: a 3 p.m. game.
0: We'll be there around two thirty. So could be
1: on a ten game losing streak. No, (laughs) (laughs) um,
0: we have some good giveaways coming around for sure. We'll do those again. We'll raffle stuff off. Uh, Those of you in Patreon get some extra tickets for sure into those cups. uh, If you if you're showing up here, even if you're not, you'll you at least get a few in the bucket um, just because you're on Patreon to contribute. But uh, it's going to be at the same place that we always go, which is Lampo's Pizza in West Yorba Linda. Uh, it's all over our uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I'll post it again here tomorrow and uh, just keep everyone aware. Um, it is a weird time, and it is the NFL playoffs, so I get that it's, you know, some people might have plans or are interested in not watching a Ducks team know might be on a 10-game losing streak. Thanks, Eddie. But uh, we'll be there. Um, <laughs> we'll eating be there. pizza and, and drinking we'll, beer. We'll
2: be kicking out all the football people so that we can watch hockey in the bar. Yeah,
0: so if you just want to show up for that, uh, we would love yeah, to see you. that alone. That alone's a reason to go to piss off football fans. Um, unless you, of course, are a football fan. But uh, shout out to CoolHockey.com. They're the ones who do our Forever Mighty three-star giveaways that Eddie puts together all the questions. And then Forever Mighty does the beautiful thing, which is if you win, they ship you a jersey at the end of the month. You pick it. You customize it. But uh, in the meantime... If you don't want to wait and you want to purchase a jersey, get 20% off by using our promo code FM20 FM two zero at checkout. We'll get you 20% off your jersey at coolhockey.com. Um, I think that's it. Uh, for you Patreon peeps, we're doing a uh, a rant show tomorrow night, and I've got plenty to be upset about, uh, <laughs> even not Ducks-related. So uh, you guys will have a bonus show coming in here. And do you guys have anything else to, to add in before we close it out?
2: I love you guys.
0: Uh, that's Jason loves everybody. Eddie, are you good? Uh-huh. Are you frozen in, Col- in Colorado in uh, <laughs> in Canada?
1: <laughs> and cold. Oh, yeah. Canada. I'm ready to call it a night. I'm hey! exhausted, and that game was just uh, didn't help too much.
0: Well, there you guys have it. Thanks for tuning in, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you guys for sure on Wednesday. Have a good one. Bye guys. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America.